بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ مے دا پیس اینڈ بلیسنگز آف اللہ بی اپون یو ویلکم ٹو اے ویری اسپیشل پوئٹ فار پیس پروگرام اے پروگرام وچ از آل اباؤٹ پوئٹری آن دا وائس آف اسلام ڈیجیٹل ریڈیو ٹوڈے وی آر براڈ کاسٹنگ فرام حدیقت المدی وچ از دا سائٹ ان آلٹن وی وی دی امدی مسلم کمیونٹی آر ہولڈنگ اور اینول کنونشن جلسہ My name is Hader Hamid and I shall be your host for the next one hour where I hope to share and talk about poetry with the purpose of promoting peace. The theme for this special program is of course Jalsa Salana and Poetry and I hope you will be inspired and perhaps even gain a somewhat deeper understanding of Jalsa Salana by the end of the show as well as experience some of the fragrant rhyming sounds which are sung in a variety of languages during this annual convention. The annual convention of the Amdi Muslim community or Jalsa Salana is quite unique from all other events as the major aim of this faith-inspiring gathering is to acquire more knowledge and advance in the realization of God. And this convention takes place in the UK as well as in various other countries throughout the world. Poetry is also mentioned in the Holy Quran where in Surah Al-Shu'ara it states that some people can use their God-given poetical gifts to further the cause of truth and to lead righteous lives. And these beautiful words form the foundation of our poetical expression which we have divided into three parts for this show. Rhyming poetry is very much a part of Jalsa Salana program and they are often referred to as nazams in Urdu and we often hear nazams that have been written by the promised messiah peace be upon him Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad or written by the caliphs the caliphs which preceded him may Allah be pleased with them so during the first part of this show we should be looking at the beautiful poems of the promised messiah peace be upon him who in 1889 claimed to be the promised messiah in Mahdi. The second part of the show we shall be taking a closer look at the various poetical melodies that we often hear being sung in different languages at the end of each day. Quite often with a lot of passion and emotion from those that have been gifted with the honor and opportunity to perform these in front of our beloved Khalifa who presides and graces this event. And then finally the third part of the show we should be hearing what jalsa means to each of the three poets that we have joined that have joined me today and of course they should be expressing their thoughts through their very own poetry so my guests who will be joining me throughout include brother zafar bhatti an it consultant brother nasir bannu an english teacher and brother dr madassar rashid an experimental physicist So without further ado let's now hear some short snippets of a small selection of the poems written by the promised messiah peace be upon him Now I should mention that they are being sung in the original language in which they were written so they're not in English but I'm sure you will be still mesmerized by the beauty of the language of love sito <laughs> Yeah. 
उखबा कुमत बिसारो क्या नजहुल और देवजहन मुसवदन فصار به نور منير واغيدا was a small selection of snippets of poems which had been written by the promised messiah peace be upon him and i hope you found these words being um as found them as beautiful as i did so without further ado let's now hear from our guests brother zafar assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh wa alaikum assalam warahmatullahi brother zafar tell me um about any particular couplets from the poems of the promised messiah peace be upon him that stand out to you first of all thank you for having me on the show today um one outstanding aspect of the promised messiah's poetry that i've always found is that there is always a message in his poetry a call to action a call to following a way of life as the promised messiah peace be upon him himself states in one of his poems no concern do we have with verse or versifying some may learn this way this is our only aim being brought up in the western education system myself this approach to poetry contrasted starkly with the poetry i was exposed to mm-hmm. as i was brought up in a welsh school one of the first poets i was exposed to was the very famous dylan thomas Now his poetry comes from a very deeply emotional state. He's pouring forth the anguish of his soul, but there's no real message, no real call to action. 
It is just exactly that, the anguish of his soul. What was special about the Promised Messiah's poetry is the life-giving nature of it. It is at the same time, it's from a deeply emotional state. And I think songwriting or poetry, it should always, it always comes from a deeply emotional state. And this is where I think the chosen ones of God excel all others in the field of poetry. It's not just an emotional state, but it's also an intoxicated state. So you, you know, you hear of Bob Marley or even Dylan Thomas and they're on intoxicated on other substances. But what becomes clear is that the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, is intoxicated with the love of God and the love of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and a deep anguish and pain for humanity. As he states, a lover is he who through a measure of fate received an arrow from the bow of love. There is no lust or excitement of the self. He became intoxicated through the cups of love. His breast is lit with the fire of concern. He is not aware of anything else around. Next to God, I am intoxicated with the love for Muhammad. If this is disbelief, then by God, I am a firm disbeliever. Also, because his poetry is coming from deep within the heart, it makes a connection with the listener's heart. So one poem, which when I think back to my childhood, was like my awakening and understanding the poetry of the Promised Messiah, is a poem we have all heard, Mahmud Ki Amin. Uh, during my teenage years, I'd probably heard this poem so many times, but at that time my mind was beginning to mature, Questions were beginning to arise in my heart. And the words of this poem, I still remember, it penetrated my soul like a rocket. So much so that when I think back to that time, I can still feel that raw emotion. So I read some of the words from that poem here. Praise and glory to the one who's eternal. There is no one equal to him, nor one like him. Only he lasts forever. All others are mortal. It is baseless to attach hearts with strangers. All are strangers. Only he is the real soulmate. This is in my heart. Holy is he who watches over me. So there's a few others, um, mm. but um, we could go on and on. Yes, of course. Yeah. No, thank you very much, Brother Zafar. Um, and also... Uh, for sharing the particular couplets that you in particular enjoyed, you know, uh, of the promised Messiah, peace be upon him. Thank you very much. It was truly inspiring. Uh, next, we're going to talk to our next uh, poet. We have uh, with us in the studio, Brother Nasser Banu. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Wa alaikum for having me. Thank you very much for having me on the show. <coughs> Brother Nasser, tell us why the promised messiah peace be upon him wrote poetry and which languages did he write poetry in okay so i think when we think about why anybody writes poetry i think we are looking at the history of poetry is is very interesting um and poetry with well, the earliest forms of poetry we start to think that it's been around for at least five thousand years um in mesopotamia where people were singing hymns and using them to um, give stories. They were found on clay tablets detailing um, the lives of ancient kings. Poetry is believed to have originated from ancient rituals and chants 
uh, for storytelling purposes particularly. So it's a, it's a really old um, art form that predates text. Um, and it's one of the oldest mediums for expressions, expressing one's emotions. So to answer your question, like why did the promised Messiah, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him? Like why did he write po poetry? The simple answer is because he wanted to express um, his thoughts and his feelings, particularly towards um, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be peace upon him, and, and God himself. Um, and I think there is an overwhelming love that is completely evident um, from every word that is written in, in the books um, of the Promised Messiah, not just the prose that he wrote, but particularly about the verse. And I think Brother Zafra mentioned it as well. There's a really strong sense of purpose that he, that he has in being able to convey this, this um, love that he had. Um, and often, you know, he, he states that the, the best way to, or I think we're at least very familiar of a lot of the writings um, that, that the Promise of Zion, um, Peace and Blessings Be Upon Him, wrote in terms of his uh, long essays and the prose that he, that he did, that he wrote as well. But I think that there was often times where he felt that that prose wasn't the best way to convey his message, but then he therefore wanted to um, express them in poetic verse, where he was able to deliver that passion and that emotion in a way that may seem more palatable to an ear that would be more recipient to that. Mm -hmm. um, he states that, um, and this is a quote from the Promised Messiah, um, that in the time of our Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, the eloquence and rhetoric was at its peak. So the Holy Quran was also revealed to him in that same manner, as a great miracle. This manner, this manner was adopted because poets were considered to be magicians, and their speaking quality and such and, and their speaking quality had such an influence that whatever they wanted someone had someone to do, they would achieve it by reciting a few couplets, and they had the tongue that was able to bring bravery and courage in them. So we can see that um, the promised Messiah, peace and blessings of Allah, like really, he, he puts this um, emphasis on what poetry can bring about and the change that it can bring about um, people. And one of, the, um, one of the big things that he states was that he wrote, writes poetry to be able to uh, change the hearts of people. Mm. He says... Um, the need to add poetry in my writings arose because there are people of certain natures that if they are told any truth in a thousand paragraphs in prose, they do not understand. But if the same concept is conveyed in a poetic couplet, then the poetic couplets have a lot of impact on them and they are stunned by the listening to the couplet and immediately accept the truth. This is why the Holy Quran has been revealed in verse that also rhyme. The main purpose is to instill truth within hearts, and I have no interest in poetry otherwise. So the propagation of Islam through poetry is, we can see, is the, uh, is the um, primary purpose for the promised Messiah, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Um, that was his primary purpose. And the way in which he delivered that, and you know, I'm sure we can all agree, from listening to those couplets and that he uh, of the of the poems that we heard earlier, I can't speak those languages um, in which I heard them, in, but I can certainly hear the devotion, the passion that comes through within those languages, and they you can't help but be moved by that. Um, 
And one thing that is really that, that I found quite interesting whilst I was you know, looking at, at, at uh, the history of poetry is that prophets of Allah, prophets of God have also used poetry um, in, during their advent. The whole of the Psalms is poetic. The poems of Jeremiah's and Solomon, uh, Solomonus and uh, Mosaic, I'm not sure if I'm saying this right, Mosaic? Yeah. It's um, close enough. Okay. <laughs> uh, found that this found in the Torah that, um, that proves that poetry is in a sin. So we have these these long lines of poets that are able to deliver their message mm. um, in a way that people um, really resound and reverberate with it. And I think I was talking to you, um, Heather Saab, uh, a, a bit. Of, you know, people often will hear a whole speech, but maybe not necessarily remember. They might remember a particular part mm. of the speech, but if they hear a poem, they're more likely mm. to hear yeah. two or three couplets from that that really resound with them, a, a powerful image, for example. And I think that this is why poetry speaks mm. to us um, so, so importantly. Um, and I just want to say one thing, if I may, um, that the uh, fourth Khalifa of Islam, um, Hazrat Mirza Tahir Ahmed, uh, may Allah be pleased with him, did state about um, the power of the Promised Messiah's poetry on, on other people. And I think this is a really interesting um, point that he makes. He says that a lot of us Ahmadi youths who say, how could we do, um, how could we call people to Allah? How can we bring people to, um, you know, to, to Islam and the truth? Yeah. If you can't remember the arguments, you know, what can you do? He says, well, you don't need to have, you don't have to even have the ability to debate. You don't have to have, uh, to remember all of these arguments. We have all of the poems and the poetry of the promised Messiah, mm. So he here himself is saying that you, you cannot um, ignore the truthfulness of the promised Messiah if you are not listening with a humble heart mm. to his poetry. Fantastic. Brother Nasser, thank you very much for sharing the impact of poetry um, that the Promised Messiah, uh, peace be upon him, had and how he instilled truth in the hearts of people through its use. Thank you very much. Um, I'd like to now uh, hear from our next guest, Dr. Madassar. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Dr. Madassar, can you tell me about uh, what were the poems of the Promised Messiah, peace be upon him. What were the poems, his poems about? Um, yes, no, thank you for, for having me and, um, and and just listening to the brothers talk about uh, their passion and their research as well into what the Promised Messiah, hey Allah be pleased with him, uh, wrote. It becomes quite obvious that really what he was interested in and his singular theme in pretty much every poem is linked to God, his intense love of God, and there's this deep burning desire to share that treasure that he's he's found, and he just uh, you know as as a friend as a brother he he just wants to share it with everyone, and um and there's no malice or other intent in there other than just this sheer love for mankind, and he wants to share this treasure with them. Um, and then as early as Brother Zafar said, you know, he, he doesn't consider himself to be a, a poet, nor does he aspire to be one. 
um, is just a means through which he can express um, that that deep pain and, and love that he carries at the same time. And actually, this is this is what um, it, it's, it's all about with poetry, and 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 also the themes that become part of poet poems that are written um, for eons uh, is that in your daily lives, things that move you become the themes that define you. And that's, those are the things you want to talk about or express. Often many of us don't have the articulate powers to do so. Um, but he was so moved that he, he could, um, through his poems, move others. And you feel that often. His themes, in some sense, are defined into four sections um, when, you, when you read his poems. Um, one, of course, is this um, uh, glorification of Allah and his, and his attributes and his being and his beauty and his creation. Um, and then the next thing he, he really writes about solely is, is his love of the Holy Prophet. Um, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. He is completely captivated by him um, uh, to such an extent that um, he writes, My soul has always had affinity with Muhammad's soul. We fed that wine cup to the heart filled to the brim. We saw... We saw no one other better than him in this world. Indeed, we alienated our heart from all strangers. We stand accused in the eyes of the strangers ever since we placed his love at the bottom of our heart. For him, the holy prophet of Islam was this perfect example that he wanted to emulate. And, and you actually, when you love something so dearly, you start to take on their properties. And this is what he's trying to convey in his poems. Then the other topic he talks about is that of the Holy Quran and how um, it's, a, it's this treasure trove of knowledge and guidance uh, that leads to God. And the final topic that you find often in his, in his poetry, and, and it's, it's, it's littered all, all over, bestrewed all over, um, is, is uh, refutation, refutations or arguments against um, uh, in defense of, sorry, of Islam, of um, the Holy Prophet uh, of Islam, or God himself. Um, and, and he uses this medium to convey these themes throughout and carry out his work. For him, he was here uh, to convey a message to mankind that he's the Messiah and the Mahdi. And, and he does that so through these themes, his poem. And... It's, um, I, I, I want to share one thing, actually, one that's always with me. So when I'm uh, one of his couplets, that's just constantly, I, I keep reminding myself. Because ultimately, his poetry is there to refine us as human beings. He's trying to bring us closer to God. There's this kind of moral guidance there. So he writes, in, in I translate this into English, um, is that the one who becomes dust is the one who finds the friend. So the one who aspires to become dust, nothing, is the one who finds his friend. And as you start to ponder more and more on this, just these two, two lines that he's written, I find are full of so much wisdom and have come to define my life um, in so many ways. And so I, I think um, it's poetry that you should listen to again and again, but it's actually poetry you need to reflect upon because otherwise they're just words that come in one ear and go out the other until you take the time to reflect and ponder because they were written for that purpose.
Thank you very much, Dr. Madhasad, for those very inspiring words about the uh, themes of the poetry written by the Promised Messiah. Let's take a short break, and then after the break, we can then move on to the second, second segment of this show. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. Thank you for being and remaining with us. We are now moving on to the second segment of this show where we, we will be now looking at the various poetry which uh, comes in the form of a tarana. The three days of Jalsa Salana are packed with a variety of faith-inspiring experiences for everyone of your senses, from the things that we get to see, hear, touch, or even the aroma and taste of the food. And these highlights continue right up until the very end of each day, even after the concluding session has come to an end, as, as this time various groups of people of various nationalities and languages come forward from the crowd and sing illuminating vocal songs of love on their faith. This is known as a tarana, and I would now like to share with you all a short compilation of these various melodies to provide you with a, a flavour of these captivating words in diverse languages which represent the assortment of enlightened Amdi Muslims that travel from all over the world to attend this international and spiritual event. So, just for a bit of fun whilst listening, I want our listeners to try and guess the languages being spoken. So, Oh, <laughs> 
तमहीद का तेरी तमजीद का तेरी तकरीम का तेरी ताजीम का अक करूँ बे तो होगा न मुझसे अदा मरहबा 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 تعسر نيلها ترجز غيث بعد نكس يحذر رأينا مرادات تعسر نيلها ترجز غيث بعد نكس يحذر se transformaron en un bello jardín vallado amigos la bendición del califato la bendición del califato mashallakum ya mashal ikhwani ubalakum ya majmal khulani and those were the international medley of melodies sung by voices who journeyed across the seas strengthening the bond of mutual love and affection uniting the supplications of jalsa gathered devotees so, Assalamu alaikum, brothers, once again. I'm going to put you all on the spot. Which languages were you able to identify, my guests? Oh, I'm terrible at it. I think I recognize some Urdu and some Arabic, possibly some Punjabi. <laughs> That's what I got. I think I got um, Bengali. Mm-hmm. Is there? I definitely, I, I thought, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't recognize the first one. That was really tough. Um, but... Um, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, I can't really add <laughs> to that. The first one was really tough. And I think there was one European language towards the end, I mm-hmm. think, I'm guessing. Right. Well, Spanish by chance. Spanish, yeah. yeah Spanish. I was thinking. Okay. It's good, good. You get a, it's been very good, actually. Um, so the correct answer was, you, and you did get some of the correct answers. The answers were Macedonian, Arabic, Spanish, Punjabi, mm-hmm. Persian, Urdu, and Bangladeshi. So, what wonderful poems they were and uh, it was so lovely to see so many languages being spoken and this is one of the beautiful things about Jalsa at the end of each day at the end of each sort of segment and uh, the final session we get to hear these wonderful voices uh, from different parts of the world that come together and it's such a beautiful scene to watch as well so tell me um, let's start with uh, Brother Zafar. Tell me more about your experience in these, uh, experiencing these Dalana. So, I think I was here at Jalsa in Islamabad when the first Dalana actually happened. And from what I remember, it wasn't planned. Uh, every Jalsa, Jalsa would end with just, you know, everyone would go crazy with Nare, Takbir, and all the Nares. Then, when this was going on, I remember there's an African contingent, I think they were sitting on chairs in the translation area. 
they started singing la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah when they started singing that the whole marquee like erupted in emotion and they began repeating that um la ilaha illallah and you could see the smile and huzur's khalifa rabi's you know beaming face and, and, that, and that's the the fourth khalifa that's the fourth khalifa yeah and, and i remember even as a youngster at that time when i was a child i couldn't have been more than a teenager thinking that, uh, of hazrat bilal and how he was beaten for saying those same words and now these african brothers were singing it and the whole of jalsa was singing it you know everyone around the world was singing it and it was just like a phenomenal sign of god that hazrat bilal i saw that sacrifice and look how much i'm repaying you beautiful yes and tell me um zafar um sorry um nasir and also dr mudassar tell me more about your experiences as well well i mean i think the first thing well, the first word that comes into my mind is the word moving um especially as a you know as a, a young you know uh, ahmadi muslim you can't help but be in that marquee or anywhere in the jalsa site hear those dhanas being sung and not be moved by it um there's an overwhelming sense of togetherness of solidarity that you're part of something so much bigger than any individual here that we're as part of this ama- amazing collective this enormous power and i think you know um brothers after you put it really interesting interestingly this idea of the sacrifices of the companions of the holy prophet peace and blessings of allah be upon him and the way that sort of her transcends now because those tarana's are the the kalama the the um uh what do we call it the, the the proclamation of our faith which is almost nothing more powerful than that to say that and to to proclaim that you know um that it was seen in those days that the early the days of early islam where it was where people were persecuted for it but then to be able to have this glorification of god and of the glorification of the kalama in such a way and to be part of that it truly is incredible um and with the other languages as well to see how diverse it is it kind of for me anyway it just blows me away and i i always feel like i'm going to well up i've got this frog in my throat <laughs> i'm just like oh yeah man i'm part of something cool man um so Don't yeah hold it i in. think yeah absolutely right <laughs> i think that's definitely a feeling that everyone has everyone's got this sort of you know a uh, very elated feeling and you know you would you would normally feel at the end of a, a whole day rather tired having spent sort of having mm. arrived early and spent the whole day at jalsa however when these poems are being read it elevates you and you're almost ready to start the day again at that point same point yeah. in time dr mudassar what do you have to say yeah no it's it's very much uh, in resonant with what uh, everyone has said here and and it i mean the taranas when they start they pull at you at your heart and um, you're drawn towards them and often the taranas i've i've seen that they they're about things that we're all going through um so sometimes they're not just poetry that is written in in the books but they're made for that time um and and they pull at you so i remember one distinct one where when um various members of the community in pakistan were martyred and 
I remember being in the Jalsagar, the, the marquee, the main marquee, and hearing the Taranas that were written in honor of them. And I think I would have shattered at that point. I was just, I was trying to hold all those emotions back, but that's what, the, what it's about. It's, I don't have the words to express it, nor do I have the, the capacity to express those feelings. Yet um, in those Taranas, I could feel everyone else was feeling the same thing I was feeling. Um, and I think it's, it's these experiences that um, mo definitely move you, but they stay with you for a very long time, like a perturbation that doesn't die away um, in the coming year and brings you back and back. And, uh, and it's not just us. So we have friends that come that aren't necessarily MD Muslims and they come here to visit and we have guests, fire services and, um, and uh, police and, and various other guests, politicians and so on. And they are also moved by that emotional because as human beings, we connect with each other. We connect with each other through words um, but in so many other ways as well. Um, and we are compassionate and empathetic towards each other. And so when another person feels strong emotions, mm. naturally, naturally we, we move with them. Um, yes, and this is a one, another way to, um, another tool essentially God has given us to bring us together and, and feel uh, part of a community, um, a much wider community, not just... Um, um, within the Ahmadiyya community, but also be able to bring others to what we're experiencing. Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much, all of you, for sharing your lovely feelings and thoughts about uh, these wonderful medley of melodies that we hear at the end of each day during Jalsa Salana, or at the end of Jalsa Salana. And now we have reached the third and final segment of this show, in fact, I had asked our poetical guests to come prepared with a poem of their own on Jalsa that they could then share with us all and I hope collectively this will then help us to visualise a beautiful picture of this inspiring annual convention and its sweet fruits of love. So without further ado, let's welcome the first of our poets, a dynamic poet whose poetical journey has been quite scientific and the quantum mechanics of his inspiration is quite specific. An acclaimed poet with a science PhD, an experimental physicist from London, Dr. Madassa Rashid. Thank you for that uh, introduction. Um, so I, I, I started to write this poetry about my experience of Jalta Salana um, and over the years how I've changed and grown with it. Um, so it's an amalgamation of various themes, which I think is fitting because Jalsa is an amalgamation of so many various cultures and themes. Um, so I read, stand, look and listen to that chatter on the, in the crowds, hugging, smiling, laughing, a delightful moment endowed. There is a joy here unlike any other, pure and sincere for each brother, year-long separations from another makes this moment even rarer. Once a year we gather in the city of Marquise. Raised in just a few weeks, it becomes home to us Ahmadis. Built from the hand, sweat and blood, volunteers work eternal, rain or shine, dancing and prancing to make their hive, spiritual automata in reverence to their Lord, gives, give meaning to their lives. Duty out of love and devotion perpetually nourishes their feeble bodies, 
tired over long hours of working, yet never tired of serving guests of the Mahdi. They drink the elixir of life, drunken at their sajda, at flo- it flows through the limbs of theirs with every changing posture. On that blue gentle carpet, like a pleasant soothing massage, they feel their feet find a tender satisfaction in the midst of the jalsaka. At this gathering, they are hardened like iron in a fire, their purpose refined. Service to mankind is their duty. Service to mankind is their life. Thank you very much, Dr. Madassar Rashid. And so many awe-inspiring words that you mentioned, which I can't really repeat, but uh, in essence, the volunteers which work day and night, rain or shine, they never tire. Such wonderful uh, words of description which we all witness when we attend Jalsa. The number of workers, different ages, mm-hmm. from the young to the old, all selflessly working for this common cause. Thank you very much. Thank you. So the next poet is a Londoner and an English teacher by profession, with a love for stringing lyrical words into poetical succession. Let's now fill this space with the beatings of his heart and allow his beautiful and refreshing poetry to start. Let me warmly welcome the multi-talented poet, Brother Nasser Banu. Jazakallah, thank you very much, Heather, um, for the introduction. Um, so this poem is called um, A Large Party of Islam. Um, there are some revelations um, from the, the Lord God, Allah, that were given to the Promised Messiah that I reference. Um, so just to give a little bit of context and um, it's just about the passion I think um, poetry sort of takes its its um, organic form um, so don't always don't know what don't know what you're always going to get out of it but this is my poem large party of Islam God said I shall cause thy message to reach the corners of the earth the birth of the Renaissance a response to the lost those that forgot their way and drew a different path in the frost, only to be fooled by the heat that beat down by the truth, a divine light that shines so bright that it calls out to you. I shall give you a large party of Islam. So on this farm we built a phenomenon, a sight to behold as the marquees unfold, a space for the spiritually bold to hold tight to mankind's beacon of hope, the rope of Allah. So gather your brothers, your sisters, your mother and father, your friends and family that come from countries further than you can see, to reap the rewards, the fruits of the favoured, finding solace and salvation in moments we savoured, returning from an unexpected hiatus, waiting unwavered and patient. You see, I've become complacent, my friend. Forge this chain and place your hand upon my shoulder. Bring me closer to my maker. I'ma take a bow and renew my faith. Shake my soul and let it wake from the slumber. Tens of thousands in number across the globe. Watched, uh, watched as kings sought blessings from the Messiah's clothes. Be aim higher, listening intent to the prose and verse. The poems and words of wisdom. It's a vibrant display of our sacred system. Welcome to our magic kingdom. 
an unparalleled devotion on which it's built on, a convention of peace that strengthens the ties of fraternity, with everybody pulling in the same direction, from children pouring water in the, to those sweating in the kitchen. Understand that this is no ordinary assembly. I leave aside my rancor and anchor myself in this clear manifestation of peace. A large party of Islam promised by Allah the Almighty. Thank you very much, Brother Nasser, for sharing the beatings of your heart um, that you wrote on the, the poem that you wrote about Jalsa. I should give you a large party of Islam, the title of your poem, which were words that we find also across Jalsa on posters and words which have been fulfilled. You also said, watch as kings get blessings from the Messiah's clothes. And we've seen these get fulfilled. We've seen these actions where kings come to Jalsa and they are blessed with attending Jalsa and also uh, getting the blessings of the Messiah's clothes as well. Thank you very much. Our next and final poet is in fact an acclaimed Welsh poet. In those parts and others, a poetical star, although now he lives and shines from Leamington Spa. I warmly welcome Brother Zafar Bhatti. Hello, Sam, mashallah. I must give you tribute for our intros. <laughs> um, very humble to be here. I will try, try my best. So this poem is going back to the purpose of Jalsa, of our annual gathering, why we're here. There was a time when the world was giving up its burdens. A time when its people would intoxicate themselves in its treasure. A time when the sun would be eclipsed and the stars would be obscured. But the time when the light of the world would shine forth brighter than ever, casting a shadow engulfing the world in darkness. As the earth would play forth its hand, so heaven would cast forth its light. Whereas the earth's light casts forth from the most prominent places, the light of heaven shines forth from the most unexpected. In one small dusty village, where only rickety rickshaws roam, the whole world was becoming one, yet this village remained apart. Here, in the most unlikely of places, a bright light had been kindled by the heavenly hand, its light attracting all those whose eyes had not been blinded by the glitter of the world. Forsaking the false light of the world, they would gather to bask in the heavenly light. The light beginning to dawn, they would come to bask in your quarters. Their eyes shedding tears, calling down blessings on you. Their sacrifice would not go unrewarded. God would promise them, like the followers of Jesus, a table from heaven from which their generations would partake. O oh, my brothers, 
hundred years from then, question ourselves as we gather once again. Is it to bask in the glitter of the world? Or is it to bask in the company of the Messiah, like the company of the lounge? Let us pledge to never betray those sacrifices. Where a man would sacrifice earth and home, where a man would be rejected by his family, where a man would watch his wife die slowly from childbirth, where a man would be stoned to death, where a man would cross the mountains to say salam. My brothers, we are the sons of the Promised One. We are the sons of the Messiah and Mahdi. We are the sons of the reflection of Muhammad. Will we be ensnared by the world? Will we allow our thoughts and feelings to become slaves to all that our fathers rejected? Let us realize the purpose of this blessed gathering. Immerse ourselves in the love of Allah. On our lips may those words remain ever-present. In our hearts may those words remain ever-present. In our actions may those words remain ever-present. Allah, Allah. For this is the purpose of Jalsa, the purpose of the Messiah. Yeah. Thank you very much, Brother Zafar for that awe-inspiring poem and of course you like i said before a poetical star from leamington spa with, and you proved that once again today with sharing your beautiful poem words like a bright light is kindled by a heavenly hand a table from heaven from which generations will partake and you also said we are the sons of the reflection of the promised messiah peace be upon him and muhammad peace and blessings of allah be upon him such wonderful words. And with that, we have now reached very closely to the end of the show. But before we end, I'd like to say, do you have a poem that you'd like to relay? If so, please do share so on this show we can hear. Simply email the audio recording of your poem to poetsforpeace at voiceforislam.co.uk and do please include your name, where you're from, and the title of your poem as well as a short description of the background of your poem. I do look forward in hearing some inspiring poetry and together we can help make this world a better place. I would like to end now by sharing a poem that I have written. And um, before I do so, I would like to thank our wonderful three esteemed poetical guests for coming and joining me with today at this um, very special Jalsa program where we're hearing live from Jalsa Salana. So I'd like to say a special thank you to you all for coming and making a special effort. Jalsa Salana is a unique spiritual gathering, bringing people together as one, nourishing their souls with love for all and hatred for none. A convention which renews our promise to serve mankind and to open the eyes of the spiritually blind. This Jalsa glows as the sun shines from the west, attracting learners who strive to do their best, sailing from afar like a flock of birds to eagerly join in songs which bring awakening words. This symphony of voices from far-off seas 
strengthens the bond of gathered devotees with words proclaiming the true belief aiming to attain eternal skies of togetherness, of oneness, of peace. Three days of Jalsa amidst fertile greenery, promising a fruitful future awaited so eagerly where hearts prostrate in unison together and then grow towards a radiant light unlike any other. So I hope you shared, so I hope you enjoyed the uplifting breeze of the poetical melodies and voices amidst Jalsa Salana melodies. I also hope the resounding words you heard today touched your hearts, strengthened your love for each other and our Creator, increased your longing to also attend Jalsa Salana, and inspired you to also pen your poetical thoughts to paper. Thank you for listening. That's all from me. Until next time, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.